love a good commitment as a parent to raise my kids in the house of God. In a few moments, our incredible youth pastor and student ministry director, Pastor Connor, is going to preach the Word of God. And she's got an incredible word that's for sure going to bless parents as well. And so that's going to be an amazing moment. In a, but, uh, but before that, I just wanted to talk for a moment. Uh, next Monday, not this coming Monday, but in like a week, yes. you head off to Costa Rica with a bunch of youth kids um, uh, for our church's first ever youth missions trip, right? I know people be like, how, what, what? You, you, you're 10 years old. We only just doing it now. Well, we were going to go about three years ago, but then, you know, this thing happened where the whole world overreacted and shut everything down. And so we didn't get to go. Um, but, um, but, but also, um, we believe uh, here, there, and everywhere. And what's the, it's most important that we take care of people in the church and then people around us in our community, country, and then everywhere after that. And, and so, um, so now we're doing that as well, and it's going to be amazing. Um, but this place where they're going, uh, they haven't had any uh, missionaries at all, and they relied upon it a lot, and they haven't had any since COVID. Our team is the first team to go back since COVID, and, and, uh, and so they're in lack now. Uh, they've really missed out on a lot. And, and so what we want to do is uh, we want to take up an offering at the end of this service. To, uh, there's a couple of kids, I think, that are maybe a few hundred bucks or a thousand bucks away uh, from being able to go. Um, but what we want to do is see if this weekend we can raise uh, $5,000 at least uh, so that not only can we help fund those last couple of kids there, but, but specifically so we can go with an abundance to really pour out into this uh, community in Costa Rica that, ha that are in lack now because uh, people shut down the world and, and uh, they relied a lot upon that. And so our team gets to go there and we want to send them with a little bit of extra blessing for the people, not just for our team, you know what I mean? And so after the service, uh, there'll be ushers by the door. You can drop checks in there, write them to Eternity Church. Um, and uh, we will pass on 100% of that. Um, and, uh, and you can also drop cash in there as well. Um, and so, and that, that's the best way to do that is cash and checks today. And so, um, so again, we just want to send in a place that has lack, we want to send some abundance. Amen. And our church, we believe in going over the top, being extra generous. Amen. Awesome. So, hey, right now, without any further ado, can we do, can we give our incredible youth pastor and student men director, Pastor Connor, a great hand? She's amazing. Come on. Awesome. Well, as Pastor Jesse said, my name is Connor. I am the next-gen pastor here, but week in, week out, that's youth ministry. So sixth grade through 12th grade, if you have kids in those ages, get them to youth. Every Wednesday, 6.30 to 8.30, we are meeting here. Is the weekend important? Yes. Is Wednesday important? Yes. Every day is important to be hearing the Word of God, right? And our, our mission as youth leaders, is that we want your kids to have a foundation before they leave home. We want them to make a faith that is their own, right? You're pouring into them. We're pouring into them. They're reading the word. That's where they're getting the foundation, but we don't want it to just be something that they've heard and never made their own faith because we all know that when they leave, things are going to get thrown at them. When they leave, opinions are going to get thrown at them. Questions are going to get thrown at them. And we want them to have that foundation to lean on when they leave. 
So we are here to come alongside you as parents to be another voice speaking truth into them. I just want to ask, can we give it up for our young people because they are truly amazing. They are doing amazing, amazing things. Come on. So before we get into the word this morning, I also just want to honor Pastor Jesse and Lauren. It is such an honor to be on this stage working at this church and they are amazing leaders. Like what's happening here at Eternity Church would not be possible if they had not been obedient to the call and the word of God. So we're so thankful for them. Thank you. We love you guys. You're truly amazing. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get into our scripture this morning. If you have your Bible, open it up to the book of Ruth, Ruth chapter 2. And as you're turning there, I just want to share with you a little context in case you're unfamiliar with the story. So Naomi, she was married, she had two sons, and her husband passed away, so she became a widow. And her two sons also passed away, which meant that Naomi was left with her two daughter-in-laws. And she made the decision to, to go back home, and she told both of her daughter-in-laws, look, why don't you just go back to, go back to your own homes, go back to your own families, that way they can, they can cover you, you're back to what's familiar one of the daughter-in-laws went back home, but Ruth said, no, Naomi, I'm going to go where you go. I'm going to stay where you stay, and I'm going to make your God my God. And so she ventured with Naomi off to a place that she didn't know. So we're picking it up in chapter 2, starting in verse 14. It says, at mealtime, Boaz said to her, come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed to her roasted grain. And she sat until she was satisfied, and she had some left over. When she rose to glean, Boaz instructed his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. And also pull out some from the bundles for her, and leave it for her to glean, and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an epaph of barley. And she took it up and went into the city. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. And she also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, where did you glean today and where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, this man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your word this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that uh, you are, are speaking to people exactly what they need to hear. I thank you that you know each person, you know each family and each situation. Holy Spirit, speak to us this morning. I pray that your word would not just hit our ears, but that it would settle in our hearts and that we would believe it this morning. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as you take your seats... Turn to your neighbor and say, can I get a refill? Awesome. Okay, so now I want you to turn to your other neighbor. And I assume this is the one that you don't know because we always turn first to the person we do know. So turn to your other neighbor, and if you don't know them, ask their name. Ask them who they are. Introduce yourself. Come on. 
I love it. So if you've been wondering here how to meet someone new at church, you're welcome. <laughs> there you go. Come on. We overcomplicate it. We overthink it. It's not that difficult, right? In all seriousness, in all seriousness let's push ourselves to meet someone new every weekend. Every weekend we're here, meet someone new. You're not going to run out of people that you don't know. And if you think you have, guess what? We have three services. That means it's time to visit a new service because there's a whole group of new people there that you don't know. Come on, meet someone new. If you want to take it a step further, invite them to lunch today. Come on, take them out to eat. Who doesn't love going to a restaurant, right? Raise your hand if you like going to a restaurant. You like going out to eat. Okay, there we go. That was more response than last night. You're doing good. It's awesome. Like you walk into the restaurant and you have a host or a hostess who just walks you to the table. They take you exactly where you need to go. And you sit down at a table that's already set for you. Everything that you need is already there. And the food is cooked for you. Now, come on, we're not going to a buffet. So not only is the food cooked for you, it's brought to you. And if you order the right drink, come on, you get a free refill. Come on. And most of the time, those servers are right on top of it. At least for me. Like, I don't even drink half of my cup before they're coming over asking, hey, can I fill that up for you? And you know what I do? Nah, I'm okay. I still have half a cup left. It's all right. So then what happens, right? I drink the whole cup, and then I'm like flagging the server down because I should have just said yes the first time. <laughs> Come on, when, when a refill is offered, why not accept it? Why not always have a full cup when it's offered. But did you know that that's pretty much just in the US that we're getting those free refills? Okay, raise your hand if you haven't been outside of the country. Awesome, okay, so here's a free piece of advice for you. When you go out to eat in another country, and they sit you down at the table, they take your drink orders, and then they, they ask the, the beautiful question, do you want some bread? And you say yes. That bread is not free. Okay, they come back with the bread, you eat it, you get your bill at the end, and you realize you've paid for the bread. It's not like here where you go to Biagi's, you go to Texas Roadhouse, you go to Outback, and you get three or four baskets, come on, if it's free, you're getting three or four baskets. It's not like here where you get all of that for free. No, you're paying for it. I learned that lesson the hard way. I went to Ireland and they asked me if I wanted bread. And I was like, bread is my favorite food group. Of course I want bread. And then they came back and I realized it was on the bill. So you're welcome. There's a the free piece of advice for you. You see, when we go to a restaurant here, we get the free delicious bread, the free drink refills, and we basically get a second meal for free, right? 
Come on, the portion sizes here are ridiculous. So you're going home with probably a whole nother meal or at least a heavy snack for the next day, right? But did you guys know that every morning God prepares a table for you? Every morning you wake up, God has a table that's prepared for you. Every morning he's wait, waiting for you to sit with him, to open his word, to pray, to hear from him, right? Every morning there's a beautiful breakfast set for you. Now mine's beautiful. Yours might be a little more rugged, okay? Because it's all set for each of us. So yes, mine comes with the flowers. Maybe yours is biscuits and gravy and some black coffee. But mine has the fruit, has the scones, obviously bacon, come on, always bacon. But then mine comes with a, a beautiful, delicious caramel latte. Obviously, this isn't that. Come on. <laughs> There's no way that I was going to pour coffee on stage. So pretend that this is a caramel latte, okay? But every morning, God is waiting for you to meet with him. Every morning, he has a table that's set for you with exactly what you need. He pours into you. And we know that that as we're sitting and we're hearing from God, we're eating with him, we're soaking it in, he's filling us with what we need for that day. And we start, we start pouring out, right? As, as we go about our day, we start pouring out maybe some patience for the drive to work. If you're like me, you need some patience for the drive to work. Maybe you're pouring out... Uh, how to handle that coworker? Oh, so that struck someone. <laughs> yeah, come on. Maybe you're, maybe you're, um, you're pouring out that that new promotion. Maybe you have a presentation. You're pouring out the the kids' drop-off line at school. <laughs> you're pouring out prayer for your kids on the way to school, right? As you're going about your day, you're, you're starting to pour out from what's been poured into you that morning. Every day, there's a table that's set for us. But come on, we know that not everything we pour out is just for us. So as we go to work, as we go to the grocery store, as we go to school, wherever it is, well, now we start pouring out for someone else. So we pour out for the cashier at Aldi, because we're going to Aldi. We pour out for the person that has the flat tire. We pour out for our kid's teacher. Come on, they need a lot. We pour out for our coworker that's struggling. We pour out for that client, right? We continuously pour out and pour out. Every morning, God is inviting you to a table that he has set for you. 
And I love how this is portrayed in Ruth's life. It says that at mealtime, Boaz said to her, come here, eat some bread, dip your morsel in the wine. And so she sat beside them. And he passed to her roasted grain. And she ate until she was satisfied and she had some left over. See, Ruth was invited to the table. Just like how every morning God is inviting us to the table. She was given the food. God is handing the food out to us. He's already given us his word. If you don't know where to start, open the word. Get in the word of God. It's being given to us. But you see, Ruth not only ate until she was full, she took some home with her. She came with a doggy bag prepared to take leftovers. See, Ruth wasn't being timid or worried about looking greedy or improper at the table of God. Now, I know for myself, when I go to a new person's house to eat, I want to look as proper as I can at their table. I'm eating so carefully, right? Like, we go there, and we don't even want to get sauce on our face. Because we know that in Iowa, we're eating something that has sauce on it. We don't even want to have to use the napkin that they've given us. So what happens is we hardly eat anything. But not Ruth. She was invited to the table and so she ate. She was hungry and so she ate. She was given food and so she took it with her. Are you stopping to sit at the table of God? Do you eat until you're full or do you just stop when you think that it's enough. When you think that you know better than God and say, no, I think this is enough, I don't need any more. Do you stop with just one verse to get it done? Come on, are you with me? Do you take some extra for the day? But then look at this. Boaz instructed his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves and do not reproach her. And also pull out some from the bundles for her and leave it for her to glean. He instructed his men to take out more so that she had more. See, God doesn't just prepare a table for us in the morning. The table is waiting so that we can go back and we can continue to graze throughout the day. As we're feeling depleted, we get to go back. As people are taking out of us, as we are pouring out, we get to go back and get a refill. Are you getting the refill? Throughout your day, as your reserves are depleting, are you letting it sit or are you getting refilled? Husbands, you need to be asking for a refill. Wives, we need to be asking for a refill. Roommates, 
those of you who aren't married yet and you've got a roommate, are you asking to be refilled? Brothers, sisters, children, are you asking for a refill? Parents, we need to be asking for a refill. See, Ruth went back into the field and she continued to glean. It says she took what she had gleaned and went back into the city. And her mother-in-law, Naomi, saw not only what she had gleaned that afternoon, but what she had left over. What do you have left when you get home? You get filled in the morning and then all day long you're pouring out, you're pouring out, you're pouring out energy, you're pouring out attention, you're pouring out wisdom, right? Pouring out time, pouring out prayer, you're pouring out grace, you're pouring out mercy, you're pouring out patience, and you're pouring out truth into a world who is so desperate for truth. But by the time you have left, by the time you get home, what is left? By the time you get home to your family, are you giving them crumbs or are you giving them a feast? See, after Ruth's time at the table, she continued to graze. She went back into the field but why did she do that? Because she already had her fill, right? She had already gleaned. She had already sat at the table. Ruth already had enough for her. So who was she gleaning for? She was gleaning for Naomi, who was back at home. The person that she loved. At the end of her day, she went back home to Naomi to give her what was left over and what she had been refilled on. So let's say that Ruth didn't go back into the field. Let's say Ruth didn't get back with God. And all that she had left for Naomi was the leftovers from the meal. Now some days that might be enough. If we don't pour out as much that day, maybe that's enough for our family. But some days, that's going to look like crumbs. And while a day here or there of crumbs might not hurt, if it's done on a consistent basis, come on, your family is going to be damaged. Your family is going to go hungry. Your family is going to start starving if all they're getting from us is crumbs. Because not having time to spend with your family will cause damage. Not having spiritual wisdom, spiritual leadership, spiritual guidance for our family, that's going to cause damage. Not having energy to cook or at least prepare, right, decide what we're going to have for dinner, that's going to cause damage. And not making our relationship with God a priority is going to cause our family damage. Now, will we do all of, the, all of these things perfectly every day? No. We're human. It's not going to happen perfectly every day. But we should be desiring more 
We should be desiring better for our families. So in the middle of our morning, at lunchtime, on our lunch break, at our drive back home, we should be asking, God, can you refill me? Fill me up with what my family needs from me. God, I may not know what that is, but I know that you know what they need, so fill me up. Parents, our kids are watching us. Our kids are watching us, and they are learning from us. But here's the scary thing. Some of what they're learning from us, we are not intentionally teaching them. For example, if you're allowing your kids' activities to be an excuse not to be at church, they are learning that God is not the priority. Come on, can I get real this morning? If you're allowing your kids to sleep in because they're saying that they're too tired to be at church, you're teaching your kids that God is not worth getting up for. Come on, we are living in a time where too many parents are taking a back seat and they're letting their kids make decisions that will and are doing damage. We are allowing our kids to make decisions that are going to affect the rest of their lives. We are allowing kids to decide who they want to be based on what they feel. Come on, our feelings don't decide who we are. God decides who we are. We are allowing our kids to do surgical harm to their bodies based on what they think or what they feel. So are we allowing our kids to go into the store and steal because they feel like it? Are we allowing our kids to go to school and fight the bully with their fists and with punches because we feel like it? Come on. We are not going to be those parents. We are going to be the parents who are set apart. We are going to be the parents who are holy. We are going to be the parents who are teaching our kids how to be respectful. Oh, Jesus. Please be teaching your kids how to be respectful. We are going to be the parents that teach our kids that they don't need affirmation from the world. We are going to be the parents who are teaching our kids that who they are is who God says that they are. Come on. We are going to be the parents that teach our kids that there is a better way and that better way is following Jesus. That better way is a holy, set-apart life. That way is getting into the word of God, seeing what it says, and modeling our lives accordingly. 
So the question that I ask you this morning is, do you need to be refilled? Would you go ahead and stand with me? Jesus said that he came that we would have life and life to the full. So let's live in the fullness. Don't be like me where when the server asks for a refill, I say, nah, I'm good. Get the refill. Don't let your cup run empty. We're going to have a time of prayer at the altar at the end. And if you need to be refilled this morning, I would encourage you to be the first one down at the altar. Get back to the table that God has, has set for you. Have a seat and stay a while. Listen and hear what he's been trying to speak to you while you've been away. Because he has been speaking to you. But for some of you in here, you need to come to the table for the first time. Some of you need to come to the table and give your life to him. To look at the plate that he has set for you because I'm telling you what's on that plate is better than you could ever have imagined or thought possible. Because before God even created this earth, he thought about you and he had plans specifically for you. So give him your life today. Don't walk out those doors. Will there still be an opportunity? Yeah, but why would you wait? Why would you wait when the table has already been set? The Bible says that all we have to do in order to have relationship with him is to believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we'll be saved. So we're all going to say a prayer together one line at a time. And if that's you this morning and you need to come to that table to receive, to eat, pray it with us. From the bottom of your heart, pray this prayer with us. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, please check out our other episodes. If you would like to connect with Eternity Church, be sure to go to myeternity.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at myeternitychurch. We'll see you next week. Love you heaps.